The Block Talk podcast started because of my passion for the property management industry. I wanted to start a conversation and add some value within the industry with a diverse range of people and professionals who can add something extra. As we start out, my aim is that the podcast offers some useful insight into a variety of views, opinions, thoughts, and foresights from our guests who include business leaders and industry experts. If you enjoy the podcast and want to find out any other information, head on over to brianwelsh.co.uk. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Block Talk podcast. Um, today we're doing a special one actually. So today we've got me, Brian Welsh. We've got Jax, who's normally on, um, but we have Will, our technical director, CPL's technical director, and Crawford Burns, um, CPL's professional services director as well. So this is a podcast we do kind of once every quarter where we talk about the business and what's going on and um, what's coming up in the next quarter. So... So we'll crack on. So the first thing to talk about today is team news and welcomes and promotions and these sort of things within CPL. Um, And Crawford mentioned just before we came on here, we've actually had seven new starts in the business within the last, what is it Crawford, six months? Uh, Well, I reckon in 2022, so that's just coming up, just coming up eight months. Okay, so in the last quarter, four months, um, we've got new people in development, we've got new people in support, and, um, but first of all, in fact, the guys, Will and Crawford can talk about that, but um, I've got a new assistant, Lauren, who started, oh, about two and a half weeks ago, Um, so she arranges my diary, looks after my actions, makes sure that I'm doing everything I need to be doing. Um, and is hopefully going to take a huge amount of time off of me to allow me to spend time on the stuff I should be spending time on, visiting clients with Crawford and, and looking at where our business is going over the next two months and speaking to Will about technical challenges and, and, and where we want to go technically over the next three to five years as well. So, um, so yeah, that's really exciting for me. Um, and so, Crawford, we have some new starts and support as well. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, so in the last in the last four months, we've started uh, two new people in support. Um, Charlotte has joined us from. Uh, she actually has a background in finance, uh, so she joined us from um, one of the HBOS companies, I think it was, or RBS companies, I think it was. Uh, she's she's settled in really really well to her first line uh, support role inside the team, and and one of the one of the pieces of feedback that, that we've we've had really about Charlotte it's, it's been it's been great I mean I'm I'm kind of smiling about it because it just it's um, the number of people have said that it's been so nice for them in terms of their uh, support experience to actually get somebody back on the, back on the phones again that, that really want to engage with us one of the things I think we suffered for um, <clears throat> excuse me and I don't. I know we we don't like going back and referencing COVID, but one of the things that we kind of um, suffered from a wee bit, I think, was the fact that during COVID, when we were all home based, then very very much we ended up with support responding to our clients an awful lot in terms of that being done through email communications rather than us picking up the phones to people. 
Whereas the one thing, the one thing that Charlotte does to every single client is literally to engage in conversations and she's talking to people and building relationships with them uh, on a day to day basis. And, and she's, she's a breath of fresh air. She's, she's really great. Um, Angie uh, had joined us literally on the 4th of July, which is only, it's not even eight weeks into, into her uh, tenure with us. And then um, her first couple of weeks was actually spent based in South Africa. So she's, she is South African, um, but she was moving back to or moving to the UK. Uh, her, and, her and her partner were, were coming over to the UK to live. So she spent her first couple of weeks uh, working out in South Africa, but she's now based just about 15 minutes away from the office down in Southampton. Uh, she came from a, a really interesting background. It was a, a, an Oracle-based application where... They provided support and services to the hospitality industry and she'd been with that company for just about 12 years or so. Really, really interesting role and quite diverse because she was doing things like product manager, but she was also doing account management and uh, second and third line support. Uh, so we brought brought Angie in to do a bit of a kind of hybrid between uh, first and second line support stuff. Again, a bit, you know, a bit like Charlotte, she's really, really happy to engage with clients, pick up telephones, talk to people, which, um, which I just think is a complete shift for us in the right direction in terms of support. Uh, one of the things that's been really quite, uh, really quite interesting with regards to Angie is just the fact that in terms of the second line support stuff. So the queries around the database and, and uh, things like that, which um, historically have all literally gone to, to Brian Herbert over the last uh, five or six years. Uh, Angie's actually picking up that kind of stuff really quickly. So we're starting to see a turnaround in terms of uh, tickets improving dramatically and that engagement with clients really getting so much better and back to back to where we really want to be. Excellent. That's good. Yeah, no, that is good news. And I think we've seen an upturn in all the SLAs, uh, the SLAs on yeah. tickets, or us hitting SLAs on our tickets as well. Yeah, that that has noticeably changed, Brian. Um, and uh, you know, we we do actually have a support meeting once a month where we sit down and we look at, at things that we can kind of improve. And our next support meeting is um, is on Thursday of this week. Right. At the moment, it looks as if we'll not be far short of hitting about. Excuse me, ninety percent in terms of uh, in terms of our SLAs, which is a which is great. I think it's a, a real improvement on where we were at, and hopefully, hopefully our clients see that, and hopefully most of them begin to enjoy you know coming back and engaging with support again. Yeah, certainly the ones I've been speaking to recently have 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 seen an improvement, and I've been you know had really positive things to say. So, uh, okay, and we've got some additions to the development team as well. Will, do you want to talk about them? Yeah, absolutely. So we've brought on uh, two new developers, um, Ryan and Taylor. Uh, they both joined on the same day at the, at the beginning of August, so they've been with us for about uh, a month now. Um, they've uh, they've both settled in really well. Um, like I said, they've been here a month and they're already producing really good code. Um, and I can definitely see them going forward uh, and bringing some really good. Uh, really good ideas to the table to help revolutionize the product and bring it forward and um, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things we've already discussed as a team and, and, and we've identified a lot of uh, uh, items or, or features in the code that we, we want to change and improve and I think that the uh, once we get to that and users end up getting the bills in they're gonna uh, really see that that kind of impact come through and, and see that in a product and see it in a day-to-day to job it so yeah really um really impressive with them so far uh they're both um 
uh, sort of fairly fairly early on in their career. Um, so Taylor's uh, he's actually uh, uh, sort of um, gone down the route of his self learning. So he's done some online certifications, online courses, uh, lots of um, workshops and things like that. And then he's come to us and uh, he's already shown that he's able to pick up stuff really quickly. Um, definitely got a keen eye for development. And uh, Ryan, he's um, uh, a graduate on a gaming degree. He's come from um, uh, uh, a placement um, that he was doing during his uh, course as well. So he's had some industry experience and he's brought that along to us. And uh, yeah, it shows he's like able to hit the ground running. So both of them doing really well. And that should mean that uh, our users end up seeing a lot more a lot more changes in the code coming through a lot more uh, yeah, quicker than they, than they used to. And they bring down they bring down the average age of the the staff quite dramatically. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it does make you feel old when people are born this century now uh, <laughs> in your team. Um, but I guess that's just something we're going to be used to. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. Okay, so <clears throat> and the other thing to talk about. So another subject. Um, <clears throat> no, excuse me. Um, is so new releases and these sort of things. So um, we've had a change to our release structure, Will. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So with the, uh, I guess, the additions to the team and the fact that our development team is growing, we're also changing our, our development strategy. Um, so uh, we used to do our builds um, on a quarterly to six-monthly basis, um, and they'd usually come with an awful lot of changes. Uh and a lot of the time that was a big um, a big update for, for us and also for all of our users. Um, so we're moving to a continuous development methodology, which will allow us to basically mean that we, we can release our product a lot more frequently with smaller um, iterations of changes. So um, our releases, rather than having one big release with a load of things in it now, we're going to have smaller releases with maybe one or two new features and potentially a few sort of changes in other areas, tweaks and, and fixes and maybe quality of life changes, things like that. Um, what that means is we're going to be able to um, react to the changes our clients require, our users require a lot quicker. Um, and, and that's going to mean that uh, in the future, um, and in quite, quite the near future, we hope, um, we're going to see sort of releases rolling out um, almost uh, by at least once a month, but maybe even more frequently than that maybe every two to three weeks as well. Um, and we're going to be also looking to streamline how we deploy our software as well. Um, because at the moment, there's quite a manual process that requires us to um, organise a time slot with our with our users, and we're aiming in the future for that to also no longer be a requirement as well and just make it a lot smoother for everybody um, without less risk as well. So, yeah, um, it's all exciting. We're... We're sort of working through it at the moment. We're all getting used to the changes, but so far everybody's um, finding it's, it's working a lot better. Uh, and then it's not going to be too long before our users start seeing that benefit as well. Um, and then, in- well, one one of the things I, one of the things I've noticed with the new guys coming on board is the fact that uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we can respond to client change requests a lot a lot quicker. You know, so people are people are putting in you know suggestions, ideas, thoughts around, or uh, you know looking for changes to reports and stuff. We are managing to get 
those turned around an awful lot quicker now that we've got the extra couple of lads on board doing the doing the dev stuff. Yeah, exactly, and that's a combination of obviously having more uh, more developers to help get through those requests, but um, that coupled with the fact that we're no we're not having big releases because it felt it felt a bit uh, it felt a bit bad on us when we were asked for a really good change request that we thought was a great idea, but given our roadmap, we wouldn't be able to deliver that for you know six to eight months in the future, which kind of felt like um, you know, that was a long time to wait for for something that we thought was a really good idea. So. That means that now, yeah, we can get it, we can get it out to our to our users a lot quicker, and they can start feeling the benefit um, that much sooner. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, yeah, other... eight months seems a lot. <clears throat> eight months yeah. does get seem a lot um, longer when you get older. I must admit. So. <laughs> That's right. Eight That's months right. a long time. Right. Um, okay. So so um, so that's kind of our our current product set. Um, do you want to talk about CPL3 as well? We'll just yeah, talk about so the other thing that that's meant we've, we've kind of uh, been able to allocate some development to our, our new web-based product, which we're calling CPL3 at the moment, um, which I think will probably stick, but we never know. We might find a, a nicer name for it. But um, we've got our... Um, those who use CPL will know it's it's a it's a Windows product that runs on the desktop. Obviously, there are apps and, and web portals around that, but the core product is on your desktop. And um, so we're looking to migrate that to a fully web-based version, which is going to come with um, a whole load of benefits that come along with a web-based version. The main one being that you can access it from anywhere, and you don't require uh, your your Windows machine to run your desktop application. Um, so we're currently working on that. Um, it's a big project we're undertaking, so there's a lot of planning that's going to be involved in it. Um, CPL is not a small product by any uh, by any means. It's, it covers a lot of features and it has a lot of um, <clears throat> has a lot of scope within that. Uh, so we are currently building a framework that will allow our current clients, as well as anybody who wants to go fully uh, cloud-based, to be able to use our new web-based uh, our, our new web-based product um, and so we're working in the background to get that already um, but what essentially it will mean is if you're a current client who's got your server hosted in your own office and you're running CPL on the desktop when we release CPL3 with its new features you'll be able to integrate them both together um, and at the moment we've been really working on that framework to make sure that is as seamless as possible um, which is so far going really well actually we've been really happy with the results and what we've got there, um, and we're going to be uh, adding some some brand new features to that platform, um, which uh, will be completely new to CPL. And then in the future, you're going to see um, some features migrate from CPL to the desktop version and um, over to the web version, and um, so that's available there as well. Um, so yeah, lots lots coming along. Um, uh, Lots to keep us busy, but so far it's been really well, and we're really excited to be working on it. Really, we're just looking forward to the uh, the date next year when we're able to sort of showcase it and let everybody see what we've been working on. Okay, good, good, sounds good. <clears throat> so next on the agenda is block work. So Crawford, do you want to give us an update on where we are with block works? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. The next the next release for uh, block works. 
we should have out certainly in time for the upcoming PMES conference uh, if not before that so maybe towards the end of towards the end of uh, September or certainly the, the early part of October um the big the big thing and the thing that that I've been looking forward to for quite and I get excited about these things it's maybe an age thing uh, given given where I'm at in life but uh, the, the next uh, the next version of blogworks will actually have something which is called OCR which essentially is um, optical character recognition. What what that means in, in layman's terms is that uh, for contractors, it will allow them to upload, uh, <coughs> excuse me, PDFs of their invoices directly into Blockworks, and the software will essentially read the development and the value and the date, so it will automatically upload for them. It's a massive, massive time saver from the from a contractor's perspective. So, you know. Um, it's, it's feedback that we'd had around Blockworks was that uh, a lot of the functionality that we have built into the, the application, um, it's, it's all very modern, it's all very app-based, it's all very web-based, you know, as well said, it's um, in terms of CPL, it's where CPL is, is kind of heading towards uh, the technology that the, that particular development team uses is obviously very very web orientated but one of the one of the things that the, the contractors had fed back would be if there was a way of being able to streamline the process of them uploading their invoices um so this this is coming and yeah we should have that hopefully within the next four or five weeks so it'll be it'll be great to see that out because i think it'll be a It'll be a massive, massive time saver. You know, if you're a if you're a small contractor and you're only uploading one or two invoices in one go, then the OCR software can read one or two invoices at a time. Or if you're a larger contractor that are maybe uploading 25, 50 or 100 invoices in one go, then the the new version of Blockworks with the the OCR stuff will allow you to be able to send uh, batches of of PDF invoices up and and upload those in one go. So uh, yeah, I think I think it's an exciting time for Blockworks. I think. Good, excellent. No, no, it is. It is a great product set. It's a great product set. Okay, so the next thing you mentioned already, so the Property Managers Association Scotland conference is at the end of October. End of October, twenty eighth of October, I believe. Yeah. And we're sponsoring, as we always do. We're, we we always like to support the PMAS as much as we can. Um, so who wants to talk about PMAS? I mean, I, I think I think it's one of those. It's you know, it's the first time the PMAS will have got together in terms of a conference, and first time in three years. You know, so from a I guess from from CPL and a personal perspective, it's I always think the conference is a great thing because it gives you an opportunity for us to see every single one, pretty much every single one of our clients, all in the one, all at the one time. You know, to get updates from them, to, to, to nice. To, Nice opportunity to put some faces to new names that maybe people that have joined businesses for you know in the interim period. We're bringing um, you know Will's obviously coming up for the conference. We're going to bring uh, Charlotte up for the conference. So it's a, I just think it's a real nice opportunity for for us to all feel as if we're um, you know we're all part of the sector. And it'll be I think there's some really good speakers this year as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Looking forward to listening to, to James Grove. Actually, Grove's actually he's doing an energy piece which is very topical at the moment. Jax, do you have anything to add to that for PMAS? Um, I don't think so, just getting organised in the background, um, all the sort of usual conferency events type stuff, banners and giveaways and what we're actually going to do to make people want to come and spend some time talking to us apart from 
the lovely people that will obviously be there. On Need Sunday. lots of chocolate then, right? <laughs> Good, good. And Will, you're coming up for it, which is good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because, like, like Corporate said, it's it's been three years, I guess. Um, so it's been a long time. And we did have the PMS dinner, but it's a slightly, I think it's a slightly different crowd that go to to each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So different people go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, did you have a beer? Did you have a beer three years ago when the last conference was on? No, I don't think I did. Maybe I might have just started. To try and grow it, I'm not sure, but yeah, we'll be around I'm definitely greyer and have less hair than last time, anyway, that's for sure. So, okay, and okay, so cool, that, and, and that's good. I'm looking forward to that. I'd say it should be it, it should be good fun to see the all the the clients and, and 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 people, new people as well. You know, there's a lot of people coming to the industry in the last. Three years, I'm sure. So it'll be good to um, <clears throat> good to meet people and, and to chat to old friends as well. Okay, so the last thing, unless well, I think it's the last thing anyway, um, is to talk about the well, this the Block Talk podcast. So, um, so we've been on for a year now. Our podcast has been really great fun. We've had some phenomenal um, speakers on um, and people guests on to chat to. It's been, really has been it really has been great. Um, recent ones were Joe Talon from Blink. So Blink is a company that we we um, integrate with um, and partner with for providing um, credit card payments and things like that. So and and Joe's Joe's great. I mean, our clients are are a good size for him. Not not his biggest clients, but but a good size for him. And and he always and anyone we've introduced to him so far. He's managed to get them saving, so you know. I mean, that that's that's great. You know, everything's everything's going up in price at the moment. So if we can save some of our clients some money on their credit card fees, then then that's brilliant. So we had a really good chat with Joe, um, especially right at the end of how annoying it is when people stop in the street with their mobile phones in their hands <laughs> and things like that. We did have a really good chat with him about that. It was good fun. And then we did the first of our kind of group roundtable. Um, podcast and this the subject was um, um, electric vehicles so we had Derek McDonald on from um, Newton Property Management Derek's a great advocate of solar and um, and electric cars and in fact he has a very nice electric car now which I aspire to have one day in my life but um, but I'm not sure I can afford it um, and we had Alan Draper from EV Solutions on as well and it was really interesting because we talked about the differences between you know, to get an electric um, charging point into a um, you know a car park from a block of flats in 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 Scotland, Derek didn't actually think it was going to be a you know he thought legislation could help with that, but in England um, with the, with leasehold um, legislation, um, Alan was thinking that it was a very very difficult thing to to do, and in fact he told the story about. Um, about someone who lived in a, a block of flats, but they had their own entrance and they had their own driveway. And I don't, know, I don't know exactly how it worked, but they'd installed an EV charging point at the front, at the front door, so they could charge the vehicle in the drive. And they came to sell the house or the property, um, and the the solicitor told them that the leaseholder that the the lease did not allow them to have that installed, so they needed to get rid of it. 
So I actually had to take it out to sell our house, you know. So I'm with the with the with the amount of electric vehicles on the road nowadays, it's just, yeah, the infrastructure. We talked about infrastructure and things like that. So go have a listen to it. It was actually really, really interesting. An interesting chat. We did actually become petrol heads for about 10 minutes and just talk about cars, so you can skip past that bit if you want. Um, and the next, so what's coming up soon? So coming up in the next month or so, because we, we started doing it weekly, and we're now, we now do two a month, so we do it every two weeks now. Um, and coming up is, and it's a year now, actually, since, since we started that, that podcast. And Nigel Glenn, um, who was the CEO of Arma at the time and is now the exec chairman of the Property Institute after the merge of IRPM and Arma, um, he was one of our first guests. So what we're doing, we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna re-interview him to see how the world's moved in the last twelve months with the Property Institute merging, well, those, those two organisations merging to become the Property Institute, but also cladding and these sort of things, and, and have that chat with him. So that really looking forward to that one. Um, and but but in the next, also in the next kind of four weeks, we've got a roundtable about cladding. This one's I'm really looking forward to. Um, so we've got David Reed, who's the CEO of James Gibb and has been very involved with um, various organisations around cladding and, and very vocal about it as well. We've got Hardeep Devsey from the Scottish Government coming on as well. And we've also got Chris Ashurst, who we've interviewed before as well, from the High Rise Scotland Action Group. Um, so that should be really, really interesting. I'm thoroughly looking forward to that. And I've, I've really enjoyed the last year as well. Um, Highlights have been things people will ban. Um, was that the question, wasn't it? Uh, if you ruled the world for a day, what would you do? Yeah, what would you do? Yeah, someone would yeah. ban um, felt-tip pens because there was no need for them in life. And um, <laughs> and there were various... Uh, there was another... Who Did someone want to get rid of a song by The Killers or something like that? Oh, yeah. yeah so that. That we've had some weird, some really weird and wonderful answers to the questions, which has been really, really good fun. Um, but, yeah, so that's Block Top Podcast, which we'll continue doing. Um, Jacks and I really enjoy doing them. And, and, yeah, after a year, we've been – there's various people who have suggested that we do it in video. So I always maintain I have a face for radio, but, but we'll see how they go. We'll see how they go. Um, so um, – Okay, does anyone have anything to add before we, before we finish? So um, we should have done good news, actually. I, um, I used to do some – we had a, a growth coach in one of my businesses for a couple of years, a guy called Don Monkhouse, and every time um, we, we start a meeting, we had to start it with good news. We should really do that at the beginning of the podcast from now on, especially this one. So we'll do that the um, next quarter when we start it. But let's, let's, let's go – uh, anti-clockwise well on my screen anyway Jax anything to add or anything to finish with um, just on the Block Talk podcast if anyone hasn't yet listened to anything or wants to it's available on iTunes platforms Google Podcasts and Spotify we also upload onto the CPL Software YouTube channel and if you don't have time to watch or sorry listen to the full podcast we've now started doing bite size um, podcast so it's little 8 minutes because of 8 kilobytes um, so we've shortened it down to a little 8 minute bite size section of the podcast to give people a taster of what they can hear to maybe take out the most kind of maybe interesting parts of it um, so you can catch that as well so every 
every second week there's a full new podcast and every other week there's a bite-sized version of that podcast the week before. Good, thank you for that. Um, and just a bit of self-promotion, you can always get them on my website as well, which is www.bitewells.co.uk. <laughs> Crawford, Crawford, anything from you to end? Uh, no, I, get, I guess the only, the only thing I would say is um, just to make sure that uh, excuse me. any feedback that people have around the uh, customer service since we've made the changes or any feedback that people have got around the uh, support and our process around support or suggestions for improvements around either uh, CPL or block corks or inspect just make sure either they talk to the guys or, or drop me an email you know we, we always want to hear uh, feedback you know good or bad so that we can improve it on the processes that we've got in place at the moment so yeah good excellent and well for you ten uh yeah so um the only thing i can think to, to sort of add on that we haven't covered already so we mentioned about cpl blocks but also um we're still working away on on inspect as well um, and we have a new version of that um coming out uh in the next sort of four weeks i should think um we're finalizing okay. testing at the minute getting ready to release that so yeah um, users can keep an eye out for that update as well okay good excellent okay so thanks very much for listening everybody and we will sign off